0: And sit down. Welcome to the Health and Wealth podcast with your hosts Tim and Carter.
1: What's trending in riches? Carter Wilcoxon, founder of CSI Financial Group, here with my co-host and former wealth advisor Tim James, founder of
2: ChemicalFreeBody.com, and your new health
1: advisor. This is the show where we reveal the connection between physical and financial abundance. Hey, welcome back in Richers, Carter Wilcoxon, coming to you remotely, actually, from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, I'm actually out here visiting family and friends, um, and uh, we're we're very excited about our guest today. But as normal, we have uh, my phenomenal co-host, Mr. Chemical Free Body himself, Tim James. Tim James, how are you, my man?
2: Dude, I'm doing really good. I'm doing awesome. Um I do want to say, though, for the listeners out there, it's like uh, Carter said he's visiting family and friends, but he didn't say why. His mom was uh, diagnosed with terminal cancer. And uh, I believe you didn't say cancer, but that was what it was, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And he's out here visiting his mom on hospice and stuff. So we're this show is actually a little break from from, you know, all the family stuff and the things he's doing. So um, this is a perfect reality check for everybody listening. Um, you know, I had a gal on my show that was uh, a death doula hmm. and hmm. her name was actually presence. And then she married a dude and his last name was grace. So her name is now presence Grace. So we'll figure that out. But the reason why I had her on the show is because, and I actually created uh, we have a t-shirt design in our swag store. It says uh, live and die happy. Right. And one of the reasons again, that I had her on was because she, You know, after being with people when they're dying over 80 times, right, there's birth doulas helping people Mm -hmm. and screaming and crying on your way out because you didn't live because you didn't fulfill what you, you know, your potential and all that stuff. So and she says most people are like that and they'll drag on and drag on and drag on. and They just won't die because they're afraid and they hang on, hang on. And they just they just make it hard for themselves and they're making it hard for their family. But then there's these other people that kind of figured things out. And what they're doing is they enjoyed their life and they lived a full life and they did what they wanted to do and what they were supposed to do. And they were happy to go on to the next adventure. Right. So it's a whole different dynamic. So this is actually happening. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, a lot of the health and wealth stuff here. And obviously Carter's business is focused on, you know, succession planning, and you don't have to be a gazillionaire to pass on assets. And some of the assets are your stories, right? And Mm -hmm. instruction. And, you know, Carter has a whole company built around that to help the advisors, to help the clients set up their succession or estate plan very easily and have you put those stories in video or audio format um, so that your kids and grandkids don't make the same, and great, 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 great grandkids don't make the same mistakes that you do, hopefully, and that you can educate them above ground and below ground. So, I mean, this episode is really important because like we have, you know, I've got a mom and dad. I got my estate plan set up. Carter's my death and understand that you are mortal and you are going to stop taking a breath at some point and your heart is going to stop beating. Wow. When you get this and normally in my work, this is like one of the most precious moments because when people get cancer diagnosis, it's not like terminal like your mom, Carter. But when people get cancer diagnosis and they go to a Hippocrates Health Institute and they're sitting with one of their good, good, I say good psychotherapists, and they'll be like, well, why are you here? Well, I've got, you know, stage four breast cancer or I've got stage four prostate cancer, or whatever. Oh, wow. That is, that's pretty awesome. Uh, congratulations. And the person with the illness is like going, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and. I never, I, I didn't understand in the beginning too, but no, congratulations. You're one of the few people on this planet that actually gets a chance to truly live.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Truly live. Because you can be alive, you can be breathing and your heart's beating, but you're so worried about things that are going to happen in the future and you're thinking about the past and how somebody wronged you or how you wronged somebody else and you're not living in the present moment. And you're definitely, a lot of people are not living their excitement, they're not living their joy, what, what's what they're passionate about, out of fear. And One of my mentors calls human beings the masters of limitation. Boy, are we really good at limiting ourselves. So one of the parts of this podcast is to break those limitations and help you, you know, find yourself. It's really not that hard. It's been made to be more complicated than it is. And to, you know, just give yourself permission slips to be happy. Right. And, you know, she's you know never going to die it's just just this bodysuit then she's on to the next thing and which is really cool so it's a it's a pretty cool time in your life actually right now it's not something to be really i mean you can feel all the emotions of sadness and all whatever you want to do it's you have permission yep. to do that but it's um um you know it's a celebration and actually around other cultures and stuff they they it's they celebrate death it's just part of the whole process so in our our culture it's kind of weird it's just like somebody dies and grab the body and throw it in a bag and whisk it off and nobody really has time to really you know, process all this stuff and be there. It's so, it's such a hidden taboo thing to talk about and it should just be like talked about all the time and it's not that big of a deal and it's part of the process and we're all going to experience it. So anyway, I just want to make a point about that today. And uh, so back to you, Carter.
1: Yeah, no, Hey, uh, Tim, I I really appreciate that. Obviously, you know, you and I have become very close, uh, you know, friends and, and, and confidants and, Um, And that's that's meaningful. And and I I appreciate that. And Latika, I appreciate, you know, your um, your patience and willingness to come on the show and everything during during this time. And it and it is it is meaningful Um, uh, and it's reflective. Right. And I think it's always a good time for things like this. And you will call it adversity Mm -hmm. for you to kind of sort of take stock in your life, you know, Latika, I'm looking at you. Obviously, you're fairly young, right? I and I know just from our previous conversations, you've got a young family, and um, you know, and and you don't think about that, right? You're like you're you're going to live to be a uh, hundred, right? You're going to live forever, and and it's always a good time to be reflective and start thinking about that and, and appreciate what it is that we have. Uh, and I don't necessarily mean in a in a way where you settle, mm-hmm. but you can appreciate. And there is definitely a, a huge difference, um, but. Without further ado, I want to go ahead and bring in our guest, Latika Tillis, coming in from, I believe, is it someplace in Texas. Uh, Houston, it's
3: Houston, okay. the only place.
1: So, Latika, let's talk about, you know, what was it that brought you in? Was it was there an influence along the way that kind of sort you sort of led you down this path that ultimately helps you to help people, right? Which means that you have something in in your your makeup that that allows you to be Um, attracted to helping people. So, you know, who was it that brought you into the business? What was it, if you can take us back to that uh, beginning uh, stage in your life that that led you to the financial services business?
0: Yeah,
3: so to be honest, I never, ever saw myself in this industry. I didn't seek it out. I didn't look for it. It kind of found me in a sense. And so what do you do when you're fresh out of college? I need a job. You know, I need money. (laughs) Got to pay bills. Got to get it done. And so the first one that comes a knocking. Let's let's go forward. And so actually, I, I was terrified for even the prospect of thinking that I would be in any industry near anybody's money. <laughs> so uh, I met it with a lot of apprehension. I made a C in my personal finance class in college. I went to Baylor University, by the way, but it go was, bears, yeah, go bears, sick bears. Right. And so it was kind of daunting for me to come into the industry. And so I came in as a as a as an assistant and i worked through and i was like you know what this is just going to be a pit stop because my goal was to go on and to be a counselor so still that heart of service that heart of helping people and i wanted to be a counselor in the school system i wanted to help kids you know going through grieving and and things of that nature and just helping them set up their lives but i got involved in this industry and i kind of got stuck and not on accident but by 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 choice at that time the things i started to learn Um, Even though most of the clients or all of the clients we dealt with were um, high net worth individuals and families that I never had access to growing up as a young girl or even as a young woman, um, it just something started to resonate something started to ring true for me I'm like this is a subset of information that I just have not been privy to Um, no fault of anybody's own my parents gave me all they could I was the first one in my immediate family to go to college and so there was just a lot lacking. That they couldn't give me. And I, like I said, I picked up a little nuggets here and there along the way. Like I said, I got a C in personal finance in college because it was one of those in my own lives. I've helped my parents implement some of it in their lives, kicking and screaming, unfortunately, but, <laughs> Pretty but right. But we've we've at least started having conversations now that they haven't had. And so that's kind of been my mission. Like I said, we we deal for the past 15 years. I've worked with a team of advisors and their clients and business owners, and we've done some really robust, really cool things on the planning side that probably wouldn't work for me or my family because we're, a, you know, not of that that particular net worth group. But um, I'm looking to see how I can take a lot of that. Can we? How can we bring it down, make it portable or palatable for the people um, within my sphere of sphere of influence? Um, so that's kind of where that my heart is expanding to outside of what I do between these walls right here. So.
1: <laughs> nice. So, um, it's essentially, you brought up Baylor. I don't know if we talked about this, you know, the very first time, but, uh, my wife played softball at Baylor. Yeah.
3: No, I don't think we did.
1: Yeah. I would have thought we would have probably had, you know, a conversation about yeah. that, right? I don't
3: know. Can't remember. A lot has happened between then and now. So who can
1: tell? No, no, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that, that's, that's interesting. So the, um, So your parents didn't really have any influence on you at all as far as getting to the financial services whatsoever. But now that you're in it, you've been able to help them. You've mentioned, you know, kind of sort of, you know, tongue in cheek. Right. That kicking and screaming. Uh, And and I always find that interesting. Uh, I'm staying with a buddy of mine out here, him and his wife um, in Bella Vista, Arkansas. And he was talking just last night, talking about, like, my dad always told me you never do business with friends or family, right? So <laughs> I think that's a little bit of why sometimes our family and our friends, you know, it's like they're so afraid of, like, you're going to mess something up. But don't you find it interesting? Like, you can help them maybe more than anybody else can, but they feel more comfortable going to someone else for the same solutions that you provide.
3: Yeah. I, and I don't know what that is. Some of it, I think, from what uh, Tim was saying earlier, I think it's it was fear. I think it was really on my, let's say on my dad's side, I think it was fear of facing the future. You know, the prospect of retiring, the prospect of why it was that he was responding to me in that way, because it wasn't like he was going to another advisor to advise him. He just wasn't dealing with it. So I don't think it was so much of uh, I don't trust my daughter. I don't trust family. It was just an avoidance for whatever reason. And, and that's that's the thing that I, I'm I'm baffled by <laughs> on that side. So,
1: well, you know, and and I think it's like you know it's like uh, anything when you know it's it's like this real big thing, mm-hmm. whatever that thing is, right? You, people avoid that big thing, which is you know, and Tim talked about a little bit, uh, you know, um, early on that you know we've developed this entire process to help advisors and their clients really get their affairs in order, right? Yeah, Just, it's that, you know, that uh, the whole estate planning, but it's really family succession planning uh, is, is what we call it. And, and I think a lot of it is because most clients, and rightly so, traditionally speaking, they're like, I'm not really sure where to start. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be painful. You know, I, I don't, maybe it's a little bit of, I don't want to, you know, I want to keep my head buried in the sand almost. Yeah. So, You know, if you can make it real simple and easy and cost effective where they know that it's the peace of mind that you can ultimately deliver, that's what will help to motivate them. And that's what we've seen with a lot of our advisors is that Mm. we give them permission basically to be like, look, we're going to comprehensively put things together for you. And it's not going to be as painful as you think. And it becomes like this baby step mentality that you can help them overcome and then by the time they're all done they're like oh that wasn't as i thought it was gonna yeah
3: be. agreed agreed but you got to get to the front door
1: <laughs>
2: well you know one thing so- that we used to do is we would talk about estate planning it usually worked really good especially with with the men good it's like oh okay um but yeah are you, are you planning on setting that are you planning on taking care of that mm-hmm. um well no actually that wasn't that was the next thing then i would say if they said no, then what you say is, well, you actually do have one set up. Did you know that you you, you do have a you do you do have it set up? I'm like, what are you talking about? I never set up like the state has already got it set up. for <laughs> right,
3: you, Right. Right. Yeah,
2: right. Which is a government agency. Right. I don't know if you've been to the post office or if you've been to DMV lately um, or if you've tried to get if you ever been in a divorce in your life. Oh, I see you have been in divorce. Um, what was that like going through those regulations and stuff and dealing with government? you know, and the power, you know, the societal, mm-hmm. you know, paperwork and all that stuff. So all that paperwork, it's already drawn up. So if you want to leave that with your kids and stuff, um, or it's because sometimes people don't care about, sometimes they actually don't even care about their kids, which is their they have a bad relationship, but most people do. But, um, you know, it's like, why, why would you, I would literally, it was like, I was doing psychology with them. I'd find out where, where, where they hated some part of government <laughs> and, then, and then be like, stick the knife in and twist it and say, look, they're gonna be taking your money. They're gonna put it in probate and explain the whole thing to them. And then you know I'd get them all riled up and I was like, you can avoid that. Like I would yeah. do anything I could to get them to get off their butt and get an estate plan put in place and get a trust, not just a will. Since you got Jimmy and Timmy. And Jimmy thinks that he's, he, he's gonna get the Crescent Ranch, mm-hmm. but so does Timmy.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: when you're dead, if you don't have it spelled out, they're both going to fight. And then what's going to end up happening is they may never talk to each other again. And then your wife, who loves you and loves the kids, is going to be completely distraught. And you're really going to harm your wife's health and her emotional state because her kids no longer talk to each other and they can't even come over. Now they have to rotate Thanksgiving's and Christmases. I mean, this is the level of stuff that's going on. <laughs> you might not think it's going to happen. But I love will. the
3: imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I love the 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 hypothetical manipulation there, <laughs> but it could happen, you're right
2: yeah, and a lot yeah, of some well, of the stories I was telling you about were, were actually true We've, oh I've, wow yeah you know some of these stories well, that's, are true that, i mean i would I would just stay say some stuff about the state or whatever if it didn't yeah. make sense, but then yeah. give them give them a, an example trying to make them relate to it. And like, look, you hired me like I'm trying to get, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like this is one of my my job. The hardest job is try to get people to wake up and get your affairs in order so you can Mm -hmm. just, you know, leave. Don't leave a mess. okay? Mm -hmm. don't leave a big mess. Flush the toilet now. Get it cleaned up. Take the garbage out now. Otherwise, it's going to get it's just going to fester and it's going to get worse. It's going to stink and it's going to be a disgusting bomb for your family to pick up the pieces if you don't. And it's really easy to do. It's not hard. Right, Carter? Yeah. 90 percent well, in ninety minutes now.
1: There, there that's exactly right. I mean, we're leveraging technology to be able to get any percent of their estate plan done in ninety minutes or less. And uh, and that's the beauty about technology. And uh, you know, all the problem Latika, I I I mean I I've seen it destroy families over and over and over again, but you know, one of the things that we uh, deliver, our advisors deliver what we call the three E's: educate, enlighten, and empower an audience with our educational um, presentation that they incorporate. And uh, and when we talk about that empowerment, I mean that's the key component, right? And this industry has done a phenomenal job of uh, that can that can happen. And you know, we we share examples of. You know, Martin Luther King, you know, mm-hmm. 55 yes. years being in probate and, you know, uh, Prince and Aretha mm-hmm. Franklin and, and Whitney Houston. And uh, I mean, the list goes okay. on and on and on and on and on of all the celebrities who had all the money in the world that didn't make it a priority to get it done. Right. So so obviously the average everyday, you know, citizen in the United States and Houston or, you know, Austin or Los Angeles or, you know, Boca Raton, Florida, wherever you know, they, they deserve to be able to have access to that type of stuff. And that's what we really, uh, you know, deliver to them and it is impactful and it can help families. And obviously it's very top of mind right now with me for obvious reasons. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and all too often, you know, people just, they just think it's not for them. And if you don't educate the mass on this, that the underserved demographic,
2: it really is, it really is about education. So Mm -hmm. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get into what Latika is doing to help her clients protect and preserve their financial assets. We'll be right back.
0: Estate planning. What does that even mean? When the inevitable happens for everyone on this planet, your estate plan kicks into action. But first, let's start with what an estate is. An estate is simply everything you own. Now here's the issue and what needs to be understood when this event occurs. You only have two choices on this plan. Number one, either you plan how your estate gets handed out and distributed to those you leave behind. Or number two, your state decides who gets everything you own. For the first time ever, you can now take complete and total control of this plan that you've been deprived of for most of your life and generations before you. You can get personalized assistance along the way with a team of specialists whose job it is to make sure you have true peace of mind. It's important to understand that estate planning is a journey and rest assured that our team will be available to you all along the way and at every step. Welcome to eState Plan home of the last estate plan you'll ever need. To learn more, make sure to reach out to your local advisor licensed with us or go to our website for more information.
2: What's up, Richards? Tim James here. I am back with my co-host, Carter Wilcox. And today in the house, we've got Latika Tillis out of Houston, Texas, financial advisor down there. And I know, Latika, you're really big on education. Uh, yes. Our- pre-show talk and what you've mentioned here um, and what it's done for you it's just like eyes open it's like oh my god oh my god oh my god and it's like wow and you actually recognize what you could do with that information
3: we start talking about what does that plan look like and of course that talks about that set that succession plan and that estate plan because if you don't have the right things in place who cares what your assets were doing like you said to your point in the last segment if the state's going to take it over if it's not being uh disseminated You know, per your riches, you wishes, you've taken all this time to amass all this wealth and you don't have a proper estate plan in place to actually target those areas you want to target with your wealth, whether it's charity or your kids or whatever the case might be. And so my team does a very good job just on the front end, making sure we have that conversation out the gate. And so that's one thing I've learned um, and appreciate it to where I think a family comes in and they're like, well, you're not just in it for my for for the dollars that are in my pocket. You actually care about my family and my and my potential legacy. And so just leading in from that standpoint, I think has been uh, one of the things that's kept me with this specific team for so long because I've just always enjoyed and love enjoyed and loved that approach. Um, And then on the second prong I I talked about is more akin to that education for that underserved side. So where I thought it was interesting on the last segment, Carter, you mentioned all of the people that were wealthy celebrities that didn't have an estate plan. Well, it was interesting that they all happened to be African-American. Right. And whether that was on purpose or not, which I'm sure it wasn't. It's interesting because from a cultural side, you tend to find, and this is not a race thing, there are people you can find in every pack, pocket and facet of, of the world that has the same problem. But I can speak personally from a cultural side that from the African-American community, it's, it's, it's not a priority for us. We were tight-lipped when it came to talking about money or what happened when you died because uh, it was just a conversation no one wanted to have and no one thought they had enough to pass on. And so even down from to living wills. Not even what happens when you die, but what happens if you get incapacitated and somebody needs to take care of your affairs for you? There are yep. no POAs. There are no health care directives. Nothing is in place and no one wants to have the conversation. And so I've taken it up on myself <laughs> to try and bring this effort and this education to um, primarily the African-American community and anybody else that will listen, obviously. Um, To just let them know, me and Timmy's mom, we we just want to lessen that impact. And uh, I was, it was interesting. I had a conversation with with a a relative of mine. My aunt uh, actually passed away uh, in January of this year from cancer, and so Mm. the family was going through all of that. Now I appreciate that, and and I wanted to do a little digging there to see what was going on and it's still been one of those things I think that might be a, a keep family at bay situation but um, I had a conversation with her her surviving husband and he just I was like hey well let's have this conversation now and he avoided it like the plague just like everybody else but it's important for me to have at least have the conversation to at least just start exposure. Let's just get a seed planted. Let's just plant a seed at least. I might not be the one to water it. I might not be the one to make it grow, but you have to at least know why this is important. And so I've actually um, authored a book. I call it The Financial Planner. Isn't that so awesome. Isn't that just like mind blowing? That's financial planner. Yeah. Right? You know, it's so, so unique. It's, it's, so outside the yeah, box. it's so unique. No <laughs> one's ever come up with anything like this before. And so, um, anyhow, and I wanted to make it simple. So it kind of connects. And it's kind of a DIY your financial plan, right? For that audience that wouldn't necessarily sit in front of myself at this firm or uh, any other advisor, whether they don't seek it out or they just don't fit the profile. And so let's DIY this process. And we do have an estate plan process to where it just walks you through the through the basics and it says exactly what Tim said. You don't want the state determining what happens with what you've worked what you've worked hard to build. And so just like I said, I'm just trying on that front to just get an introduction made. And I've got a lot of plans to build on that using the model that we use here at our firm to lead in with the, this is why I care, forget the other stuff. This is why I care. Let's get this in place and let's build from that point. Um, so that's kind of, 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 of where, what my focus is on the personal side of things. Like I said, the firm's great. We've got, you know, I'm like, I said, I run the private equity division right now. So I've bounced around several different times in this industry. So I'm, I'm on that, that side of, of the, uh, of the equation where people gap as much as I can, you know?
1: Well, I, you know, I, I love that. And, um, the last episode that we recorded, we actually talked about the same, um, individual that was impactful for me. Um, so, so growing up in Little Rock, Arkansas, um, which we just had, uh, I got the the notification this day in history, right, was whenever they called in the National Guard in Little Rock, Arkansas, right? Whenever they were segregating the the schools and everything, that literally just happened. So I was sort of like born and raised in this area that was, um, you know, influenced by the the race relations or lack thereof, if you will, right? So um, it's been impactful for me whenever I found out about what estate planning really is. And I, I didn't think it was, uh, I didn't really know what it was myself when I first started going down this road to make try to make that accessible for the mass affluent, as I call it. But uh, growing up, I had a cousin, Dwight. My Aunt Peggy um, married a black man. So my cousin, Dwight, half black, right? But to everybody else, he was black, yeah. right? And and then whenever I started going down this this path, and of course, you know, we, we're really close. He's a few years younger than me. Um, but we're 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 very close, and I've sort of vicariously lived through him as much as I could, and, and I've got a better understanding maybe than most because it's in my family.
3: So you so you're telling me right? you secretly wanted to be a black man. <laughs> no, I'm no, no, kidding. I'm no. Just, you look. That's my personality. I, you just have to roll with me. I'm I. I I, 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 I love that.
1: <laughs> um, but but I but that exposure right of a family member right I I had a better empathetic. understanding than most then i started going down this path on estate planning and i listened to a podcast from the king those are like top of mind these are these are people that are celebrities that you know uh, in Prince and aretha franklin these are very well known established celebrity failures when it comes to estate planning right but in that demographic and a lot of our team members have shared with me that they're trying to make that more accessible and expose the access that we make. And yeah, I, I, you know, I've made it sort of more top of mind. Uh, that's not to say that there aren't plenty of every race that needs, I mean, everybody needs to stay plenty, but whenever I heard this podcast from Art Steele she talked about the biggest reason. She's like, I, could, I wish I could holler from the rooftops. Obviously, she's African-American, you know, attorney and everything. And her, her uh, background was spectacular when I heard it um, and where her family came from over here uh, from, I can't remember what African country it was from. But anyway, she was born here, but her but her parents had to, oh, it's Liberia. They had to come yeah. over from Liberia. Anyway, just listening to her story, I'm just like, I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, what is she going to say next? She was basically saying that the the wealth gap that happens is specifically because of lack of planning right. in the estate planning arena. That's right. And 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 ever since then, I'm like, wait a second, it, you know, no one growing up with my cousin Dwight, and, and I'm just like, okay, so this can really be positively impactful if we can make available to that demographic. So I, I mean I, I'm sorry I sort of have this passion towards you know because of my my uh, my cousin and because of my exposure and because of just being in this industry now you know we can really make a difference and we can we can narrow that that wealth gap if we can expose estate planning slash family right. succession planning you know to the, the the people of color you know brown and black and, and whatever I mean it is, it is a race and. Uh, I think we need a I new just, language. I,
2: just... I think we should just call it like, you know, stop, Can we... stop getting robbed. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Hey, have you been, <laughs> uh, don't get robbed when you die. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, at some point, it's not a matter of you getting robbed. It's a matter of you actually emptying your pocketbook and saying, here, take it all. That's kind yeah. of what where where we are you're now. willing like it's not if some once you've been exposed and once someone's given you the information now you're accountable you're no longer complicit to robbery you're complicit to your own totally. inability and inaction, inaction to be able to do something for yourself and I think that's where in some instances the rub is for people is taking accountability for something that is greater than just today and and like for instance um I know I was at actually a health is wealth expo this weekend, um, predominantly African-American, and it was a mental health conference. And so I was a vendor there as a financial coach and several people stopped by and we had a chit chat and conversation. And I was on the right of me was like a lady selling some stuff. And on the left of me was a guy selling some stuff, like some bracelets and necklaces and stuff for like 60 bucks. My book costs 30 bucks. And when I went through and, and and explained it, they passed right by the book and went and bought that $80 necklace, which no shade yeah. to anybody there, but it was just a good way for me to see the mindset is they're there for mental health, but you don't realize how your financial well being actually influences your mental health or can influence your mental health and vice versa. But somehow today, the, the $60 necklace is more valuable to me than making sure my I'm taking care of financially today and in the future for my family or whomever, whomever else. It's just a mindset thing. It's just one of those things that it takes some re indoctrinating, maybe, into a, admitted to a hospital because now I've got all these health issues. Now I think about the, the family succession plan. It should be important now as a 40 year old woman with three young children. So I have an estate plan that I update every time I have a kid because I feel like I have a kid every two years, but
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, freaking uh, Phones, cell phones cost as much as a social security check. Do, now, do you
3: see, do you see? So I mean,
2: four tires, I mean, done. Here's you're a social done. security check. For the I mean, month. Oh, it's yeah. like It don't it, it's if you're making 1500 or a $1, thousand or 2,500 or 800 bucks. I mean, I've it, it's nothing by the time in you know, 20, 30 years from now, it's going to be like a pack of gum.
3: Right. Right, especially with inflation and all this stuff, it's but not I, gonna be there. I want i I thought it was interesting, Carter, when you mentioned, um, excuse me, you were mentioning I, I missed the point there. I, I when I was thought about it when Tim was speaking, and then I lost it. So we,
2: we were talking about social security before that.
3: No, it was something he'd said that I picked up on mentally that I was gonna comment on, but it it left me, so i don't want I don't wanna uh, stew on it. We can move on, yeah, it'll okay. come back eventually, <laughs> but
1: yeah. Um, well, well, so you understand the importance though, right. And what, and what I love whenever I talk to you initially, and obviously it's being reinforced right now is that if you don't have this proactive, Mm -hmm. proactive Mm -hmm. planning, right. Um, done then, you know, you're, you're doomed to fail. Right. And, you know, and I love how you, your emphasis, the beginning, you know, and this is what we try to, you know. Teach every one of our uh, advisors, like you have to lead with the state plan. Yeah. It has to be foundational to your practice. And I loved when I talked to you about that in the first place, whenever we, you know, had our initial, you know, vetting conversation. And um, that that is a core principle of uh, around your planning, and it and it yeah. has to be foundational because how can you build the Empire State Building yeah. if you don't have That's a good right. rock solid That's foundation? Right.
3: And I remember my point: the wealth gap you were talking about. So, when we talk about um, the wealth gap in this country, regardless of what anybody's opinion is about it, um we do know one thing is fact. there is a massive wealth gap regardless of how it got here and all that good stuff. But in my conversations, when I talk to people that are um, black individuals, the conversation comes up. And I tell them is if you're not taking person comes invalid from the sense that, we were owned 400 years ago by a group of people that now we're trying to compare ourselves with as far as from an economic standpoint there are just economic advantages that we just didn't have and in a sense you feel like you're playing catch-up but why worry about playing catch-up why not worry about what you need to do in your situation and if we want to talk about the wealth gap like you mentioned a lot of people have inheritances that they can pass along that they have, have a solid foundation and estate plan to be able to pass something on to their children. So one of my other big conversations with my demographic, with my audience is life insurance and how that plays into it and how you can build, you can actually create an estate (laughs) through life insurance. So it's, it's all these conversations that come
1: up. Well, and, and there's – that's such a great point, Latika, in that uh, – and, and, in fact, that, that uh, podcast, I'll yeah, share I'll it with you because I've got it uh, saved uh, by Art Still. Um, you know, leaving behind money where you just outright get money, right? Well, we already know the statistics, right? 70% of, uh, you know, someone's wealth is gone within the first generation, Right. And it doesn't matter what color you are, by the way. I mean, that's just how it works, right? Because when you inherit money and you didn't Mm -hmm. earn the money, well, you're not going to appreciate where it comes from, which is why part of our, what we call our estate plan, right? Which is electronic stuff, includes our legacy stories, which which allows how the wealth was created in the first place and appreciation. And then of course, you know, Again, we encourage there to be an actual trust fund Mm -hmm. that's created. And a lot of people don't know you can start a trust fund with a $500,000 or a Mm $50,000 life insurance plan, right? And that can make a huge difference to somebody's and and narrowing that that wealth gap. And that's really what Art was talking about and what you're just alluded to. There's no better way to leverage dollars than with life insurance. Just not. There's not a better vehicle to do that. And that's the fastest way to do it. So I, I applaud what you're doing in uh, out there in Houston. And listen up, in Richards, you might you might can learn a few things here from Latika.
3: You want the absolute best for yourself, and you want it to be easy. That's why we created Green Eighty Five. It helps with detoxifying the body gently. We're proud it's chemical free, unlike almost all other supplements you'll find. Bottom line. Green 85 will get you healthier. We look forward to hearing what Green 85 did for you.
2: To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Richards? Tim James here. I am back with my co-host, Carter Wilcoxon. All right, Latika, this is the time where we flip the script. You get to ask me any question on health because this is the Health and Wealth Podcast.
3: Tim's in the hot seat now. <laughs> so... <laughs> I like the chemical-free body. I wanted to focus on that because I know a lot of what we prime—not a lot of, all of what we put in our bodies and digest and digest or don't digest because of what we ingest improperly—lead in, in uh, to a lot of diseases. I know uh, heart disease is a real big one in the in the community. I know colon cancer runs in my family because, like I mentioned, my aunt recently passed away with colon cancer. My grandmother was diagnosed with colon cancer. She's still living. Um, Her brother was also diagnosed with colon cancer. Um, So not to stick on the the thread of cancer, but I do want to more so focus on that chemical-free portion of what you kind of push out there. And is there any advice, are there any words of wisdom that you could provide regarding the chemical-free body on how to fuel ourselves, how to make sure we're properly, uh, get the proper nutrients we need to maybe not cure cancer, but make us a little less susceptible um, and being more mindful of, of keeping our bodies chemical free. Because I do tend to, I'm, I, I, if I'm taking medicine, it's like dire, dire, dire straight. I usually don't like to put certain things in my body, um, certain vaccines, so on and so forth but could you kind of just give us a little background or give me some help on just kind of expounding more on that chemical free? body? Well, I think the
2: first thing, yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. Um, I built a whole business around that (laughs) concept, (laughs) right? So chemical free just means what it is. It's like, I try not to breathe in chemicals. Mm -hmm. I try not to drink chemicals. I try not to Ingest any man-made synthetic chemicals. I try not to let any man-made chemicals absorb through my skin, via potions and lotions and deodorants and toothpaste that we put in our mouth and all this stuff. And I think if people actually took the time to read labels and and dissect what's actually in things, um, they would be shocked that probably ninety-five percent of the stuff that you can find in stores that you can legally purchase is slowly bioaccumulating toxins in your body and mm-hmm. dragging down your immune system and making you, um, fats, cancer at all. Uh, because I know I under, I've learned how the body works and, um, yes, your family or anybody's family listening might have a predisposition to a genetic weakness. Of course. However, you get to decide how those genes express themselves by the environment that you put them in, which always going to go back to how's your emotional state and your stress. Number one, what do you have in place to balance or mitigate your stress? What do you do? Do Do you have any plan? Do you go for walks in nature? Do you get out in nature? Do you go to the beach? Do you go to the mountains? Do you get up in the trees? Do you have, do you do any breath exercises? Have you are doing any meditation practice? If you don't have any of that stuff in place, What are you doing to mitigate your stress? Because stress skyrockets up your disease, skyrocket. Because when you're stressed out, you're actually creating um, chemicals in your body that are not beneficial to health. And they're going to destroy your your quality of life. So stress is a big one. Um, And then we talk about toxins, pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, larvicides, chemical fertilizers, all the stuff that they're spraying onto the soil and onto the plants Mm -hmm. that are either we're eating or they're feeding animals with this stuff, but before they even spray them, they've a lot of them been genetically modified. So they've been manipulated by man. I've I've said this before. And like when you GMO or genetically modify a, a plant, you're disrupting the plant's internal metabolism. Well, what's the big deal about that? Well, normally they produce something called glutathione, which is good for the body, but now modified. Now they produce formaldehyde, which is where you find at your local mortician's shop or in, Seventh, eighth grade biology, where the dead frogs are. So, why are we embalming ourselves with these things? And and then, and then, and then, the soils are denatured. You know, eighty-five percent of the nutrients is farmed out of the soil today. So, most people are walking around on fifteen percent fuel, Mm -hmm. and they have no idea how good they can feel. So, you heard of a friend, but how you respond to those family members—that's on you. That's your choice. You can choose to respond differently, and that's when your reality will change. You'll actually feel it energetically when you do this. Um, I have tons of contrast here with my father, and I've been making some strides lately. I and mean, its I've been here for six months, and it's finally starting. To, I mean, it's tough. It's well, I, I, I'm not going to say it's tough because I'm programming my subconscious mind that way, but it's been a lot of contrast. But now how I'm responding is changing, and that's changing how I feel. So working on the stress, and then what are you doing to get the toxic chemicals out? Most people don't know that there's like, like the umbilical cord studies. Did I talk about the umbilical cord studies? Have you heard about those?
3: Mm -hmm. I have not. So,
2: yeah, so basically all you have to do is type in these these three words. I have everybody do it all the time. Umbilical cord chemical, umbilical cord chemical in your search browser. And what will pop up is a bunch of studies going back to 2005 that show that every single time they tested the umbilical cord blood of young mothers and young babies supposedly the healthiest of all of us they looked for 400 toxic chemicals they found 250 260 of what they're looking for 71% of what they looked for they found and 180 of those cause cancer in human beings 212 cause developmental and brain disorders major major uh problems right it's in the womb right so what that means is, is our environment today is the synthetic clothing that you're wearing if you're wearing a polyester top or polyester pants or lycra bra these are off gassing even after a thousand washes 97 percent of these estrogen mimicking chemicals that lead to things like breast cancer and ovarian cyst and uterine cyst and man boobs and you know and prostate cancer all this stuff in the clothing we're wearing because it's not natural and then we go to the third component which is the nutrition we are detached from the mothership we're not getting food out of the dirt And we should be every single creature on this planet eats a 100% raw living food diet. We're the only ones that we cook our food. We pasteurize it. We irradiate it. We box it. We can it. We spray it with enriched synthetic veg vitamins. And we call that like enriched. It's like this whole concept, the kid's cereal. So denatured, so polluted, toxic GMO, corn GMO soy. I mean, it's a mess. You go to the grocery store. There's no nutrition. That's not nutrition. And the vegetables are picked like fifteen hundred, or you know, two three weeks, two weeks early, and they're shipped on average fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred miles. This is why we're sick, we're stressed out, we're polluted, and we're full. We're lacking nutrition. So all we do at Chemical Free Body is bring up these three big points, give people tools so that they can be empowered. They can become their own doctor. They can self heal because nobody else is going to do it for you. You have to create an environment for your cells so those genes won't express themselves as colon cancer. So probably one of the reasons why your family has colon cancer is they, they're they over-consuming. Well, they got check body lights going off all the time. Well, if your car's check engine light was going off, you'd take it into the shop. Otherwise, you know, you're know you going to have a big repair bill or it's going to leave you stranded. Mm-hmm. But we have check body lights going off all the time and people don't oh, there. they don't do nothing. And if they do, they go and they get more chemicals to put in their body in the medical community. Wait, and 90% of them are going to produce, oh, they only work on 10% of people and 90% are going to produce side effects. You've seen the list of them on mm-hmm. commercials. They play <laughs> beautiful music and then somebody's dancing around in fields. And then they, you know, you could, yeah, you could have increased gambling. You could have rectal bleeding. You could have, you could get cancer. You know, you could go blind, yeah. but try this. It's like the whole thing is so stupid when you really just pause for a moment. The answer yeah. is like, it's outside. Yeah. It's going inside. Of yourself and learning and understanding that you have the power to heal yourself you can change how your genes are going to express themselves you know and then you got to go outside to nature but the one thing i'll say it's really funny is like it's not funny but the cancer researchers what they'll do is they'll take uh healthy human tissue and then they'll put it in a petri dish with something can you know that's carcinogenic it's going to cause cancer they know it's going to cause it and then they study it when it happens how it mutates if that's what causes cancer, mm-hmm. the environment, why don't, how about we just not put our healthy cells in that toxic environment? How about we do that instead of spending billions of dollars in research on how to like create some other synthetic chemical thing to patent and charge 5,000 to 500,000% markups and to sell it to a cure because you're too lazy to get off your ass and educate good lifestyle. And you, you wake up, you're happy and you feel good and you're eating fresh foods and you start growing sprouts. And we have products and stuff to help with this. And yeah. we, that's, that's what I do is we create a whole product line with a doctor. It's doctor formulated, but not in the tradi- – this is traditional medicine that's steeped in 10,000 years of biological engineering system science from India. This isn't like, oh, well, we'll just try this and see if it works. So those are a lot of things that you can do and you don't have to worry about this stuff. You know, And I can already tell you have a great attitude. You have more mental clarity than most of the people that I talk to. So you're already on the path, and that's why you asked that question. And hopefully this conversation is going to lead you to the next place, and to the next place. Because you don't even really, I'll bet you, you don't even, I'm just telling you, everybody I talk to, nobody knows how good they can feel. I haven't really met anybody out of the gate. Even like Carter, when I first met him, he had a lot of energy, but he still didn't know. And he's, you know. He's just knocking the training wheels off. There's a lot more that he can do to take his health up. He doesn't even know about it yet, but that's my job. I look at it as my job as like, my job is the explorer. I'm like Tim, the explorer. Remember Dora? (laughs) (laughs) Like I am the human experiment. I will try anything and everything I can that makes sense to me to see if it will benefit me so that I can then share it with you and see if it works for you too.
3: That's awesome. Does that help? I appreciate that. No, that was all, that was great. Whatever you selling, I'm buying. Where where what where, where's my credit card? Hold on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm trying to sell you. Well, you know, that's actually yes. To yes. Take action. That's yes. what it's about. I
3: hear yes. That was great.
1: Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, oh. Well, you know, it's it's the same thing that you talk about. We'll call it the Health and Wealth Podcast. And um, I mean, I'm on auto ship with uh Chemical Free Body Green Eighty Five uh, especially it's a great yeah. way just to get started on his, uh, on his program. So anyway, uh, Hey, and we really appreciate you coming and joining us for another episode of the health and wealth podcast. Uh, we were pleased today to be able to have Latika tell us from uh, yeah, Wealth is a right. video. Am I saying that correct? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, they're, they're in, uh, in Houston, Texas, uh, sharing, uh, her story and her backstory and everything. So, so, uh, Thank you, Latika, for coming on and being a phenomenal oh, guest on the show me. today. I enjoyed
3: it. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, thanks for coming on.
3: Absolutely.
1: Yes, absolutely. Our pleasure. So, hey, Enrichers, um, make sure to see all of our other previous guests are not quite as good as Latika. She might be the best guest we've ever had on <laughs> here. Uh, but you can go to our at our website at www.the.com health and wealth podcast show.com and make sure to like share and subscribe wherever you get your podcast apple Podcasts, spotify or google so for my phenomenal co-host mr chemical free body himself tim james i'm carter wilcox and ceo and founder of csi financial group and epic services company uh, wishing you all a very phenomenal rest of your day latika thank you again for joining us on the Health and Wealth Podcast. Hey, Enrichers, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Health and Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Carter Wilcoxon.
2: And I'm your host, Tim James. And by God, we are committed to helping you guys have fat wallets, flat bellies. So tune in again for another episode and make sure to like, share, and drink a lot of water.
1: Or fear.
0: You have just listened to the Health and Wealth Podcast with Carter and Tim.